0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League here in Ireland. I am your host as ever, Alan Burn side, Boo himself, own burn Owen, it's been two weeks since we had this all uh, chinwag. How have you been?
1: Oh uh, yeah, uh, it's been... a uh... And up and down a couple of weeks, my uh, house card is falling apart, spoiler alert. But no, it's been fun. There's been some great NFL games. Good good times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been two weeks since we had the podcast uh, up on the airwaves. Last week was a non-runner for various reasons, but uh, we are back and we're going to look back uh, uh, on the past two weeks uh briefly, in some cases, but uh a bit to talk about in the news, so let's get right to that. but let me hit you with some knowledge so two weeks ago, of course, was the n f l trade deadline, and it was the busiest trade deadline in n f l history a lot of players moving. Uh, coast to coast, some on the defensive side of the ball, which is uh, uh, pertinent for NFL action only, but for fantasy football action and the Balls League Dynasty League. Owen, who were some of the big movers and shakers after we had CMC move to uh, San Francisco? A few more uh, joined it.
1: Yeah, pretty much deadline day was one of the busiest uh, I remember actually in a long time. A lot of players moving around. But the most prominent names in fantasy land were Jeff Wilson moving from the Niners over to Miami. Chase Claypool moved from the Steelers to the Bears. Go Bears. James Robinson was quickly shuffled up from um, the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Jets when they lost at Brees Hall. Naheem Hines moved to Buffalo Bills in part of a deal. Saw Zach Moss go the other way, but, you know, it's Zach Moss. And uh, Kadarius Tony is uh, finally fit after being traded from the Giants to the Chiefs. Uh, he just miraculously was fit then the week after. Love to see it.
0: Yeah, shocked face, all right. I saw a good meme of Tony being uh, basically uh, Charlie uh, and Charlie Shocked Fantry, Willy Wonka coming out on his uh, walking stick and then <laughs> tumbling over and jumping up. Ta da! <laughs> yeah, As yeah. he uh, leaves the Giants for the Chiefs. <laughs> uh some other names were on the block apparently and uh we thought they were going to get some moves those being kareem hunt uh, uh jerry judy has being mentioned uh brandon cooks uh, and some of those players disappointed not to uh not to have been traded cooks particularly sat out last weekend uh uh you know in kind of defiance of not getting his trade wishes
1: yeah, yeah, definitely uh, throwing his toys out of the Prem that week. Uh, they played that Thursday night. I think it was that week they played Thursday night and he refused to play the game for uh, personal reasons, in quotes. um, Yeah, just being a blouse. But look, he'll be getting back on the field shortly. Uh, he still has a contract to play for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And no doubt he will get traded in the off-season. Kareem Hunt, I understand, is seeing out the last uh, bit of his bronze contract. He'll no doubt be on the move. In the yeah. off-season, well, week nine, of course, brought along some uh, fantastic NFL action. Once again, it was indeed the Houston Texans on Thursday night. They hosted the undefeated Eagles, who remain undefeated, with uh, slightly unconvincing, but uh, nonetheless, another victory, 29 to 17. My first real look at Damian Pierce in this game, Owen, and I thought uh, he was uh, he played really, really excellently.
1: Yeah, he's a real weapon. Uh, he can kind of do it all. He's stocky enough that he can break tackles, and he's got some pace. Once he gets going, he can move. He can move and shake. He hits the right gaps. He seems to make uh, all the right decisions when uh, when running the ball, and it's good to see a young lad.
0: Yeah, indeed. On to Sunday, the. Uh, L.A. Chargers made tough work of the Atlanta Falcons and they win it with a walk-off field goal 20-17. A hugely entertaining and high-scoring game in Chicago as the Bears fall to the Dolphins 35-32. Your boy, Justin Fields, with an NFL regular season rushing record of 178 yards for a QB. Impressive stuff
1: oh yeah, probably uh, probably game of the weekend in my opinion, uh, this was uh, intense stuff and as you said my boy JF1, he's all over it. 178 yards and uh, you know, another 120 plus yards in the air, uh, 3 touchdowns 1 rushing touchdown, he had a day and um, the Bears offense is coming together, there's lots to be optimistic about, pity we traded away our best defensive player but that's a conversation for another day <laughs>
0: <laughs> indeed it is high scoring game in Cincinnati the Bengals beat the Panthers 42-21 to this one probably a little flattering on the Panthers who brought Baker Mayfield back into play after PJ Walker was benched but uh, a lot of garbage time points there for the Panthers they were absolutely obliterated by the Bengals the Lions cause a big upset at home they defeat the Packers 15-9 things going from bad to worse for Green Bay and the Jacksonville Jaguars, piling it on to the uh, lifeless, I suppose, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, 27-20. to 20. Uh, Just more poor results for a Raiders team that were fancy to possibly win the uh, win the division.
1: Yeah, look, the Raiders have just been hot and cold. They've been going out and scoring well in a lot of games and kind of letting leads slip away. They've been up. Four times already this year, they've been up by 17 points in games and only won one of those out of the four. So, you know, not great signs for not the Raiders. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there was, yeah, big game there when the Lions beat the Packers. I mean, it's great to see. Uh, I love seeing this kind of stuff. The Packers, I hate them. Everybody knows that. Hey, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Um, they were poor all around. Rodgers was pretty poor himself. Um, Again seemed to just decide not to lean on the run game it's kind of baffling can't understand it it's clearly their best strength won't lean on it and you have to wonder how many weeks do how many more losses do they have to put up before uh, we see jordan love
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and uh, and just um After that Raiders loss, particularly, uh, I I did say that I thought McDaniels was going to get the bullet. He did not. But Frank Reich got the bullet from Indianapolis. The Colts were pretty much blown away by uh, an average uh, uh, Patriots team. 26-3 in the end, but just terrible, terrible stuff from the Colts. And, uh, you know... Yeah,
1: yeah, the Colts were bad. Look, Reich has had time there. You know, he's there nearly four full seasons. I was their head coach. He's been in the organization for years before as, uh, you know, QB coach, all this kind of stuff. And, look, the score was a little bit flattering on the Patriots' side. They got a late defensive touchdown, but, I mean, the Colts offered basically nothing the whole game. And any better offense really would have uh, taken them apart and... We'll see later on uh, in the Benton Corner that we will be absolutely battering against uh, this Colts team.
0: Uh, They are poor. Yeah, indeed they are. But the upset of the week, I think, uh, came in New York. So 12 months ago, we went to see this exact game. The New York Jets hosting the Buffalo Bills and the Jets were absolutely obliterated. But this season, not the case. Bit of steel about them. They take an unlikely victory at home by 20 points to 17. Are now joint top of the division. And crucially, have a game uh, victory over both the Bills and the Dolphins. They're looking tasty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, now, Bills might have been
1: a little hard, don't mind this one. I mean... That last play, that bomb down to Gabe Davis, I think that's pass interference from Sauce Gardner. Really did think it was pass interference. he was all over him, never got his head around or anything. But yeah, look, the Jets, surprise package. Their defense is playing well all around. Um Now when they get into the dog days of really trying to get into the playoffs, because obviously it's super tight in the AFC side and in their division in particular, uh, don't know if I'm going to be trusting Zach Wilson all that much, but... The, the Jets are definitely building in the right direction. They're going to be a team to watch over the next couple of years, I think.
0: Yeah, they've drafted really well over the last couple of seasons. If they can keep that going, absolutely be a force to be reckoned with. Well, finally, uh, uh, Sunday's early action ended with the Vikings making really tough work of the commanders. They win at 20 points to 17, again, with a field goal late. Vikings now 7-1 and one on the start of their season. Kirk Cousins. Doing some uh, topless tapless dancing, and they're playing on the way home, looking like the bomb. Ah, yeah. Look, the like the Vikings
1: have been there, thereabouts the last couple of years. They were involved in the most one-score games last season, and I, I said it in the preseason that if they can turn some of those L's in those close games into wins, they're going to be a force, and they're going to be thereabouts. I picked them to win the NFC North from the get-go. And they're just winning those close ones now. They're getting over the hump of um, these close games and, you know, eking out and getting the W. Like, their only loss was, you know, typical Cousins prime time game against the unbeaten Eagles. And that's the only loss in the record. I mean, they've they've had some luck in playing a lot of backup quarterbacks and things like that. But look, you can only beat what's in front of you. And the Eagles
0: have had plenty of luck that way, too. Indeed. Into the late action, we saw the Seahawks continue to put their foot on the gas pedal. They beat the uh, poor Arizona Cardinals team 31-21 to in Arizona. Seahawks now clear at the top of the NFC West. Their uh, divisional rivals, L.A. Rams, went to play Tom Brady in the Buccaneers. They had this one sewn up with 40 seconds to go. Give TB12 a chance. Marches down the field for a winning touchdown. They win it 16-13 to 13 with only seconds on the clock. You just can't rule out the GOAT.
1: No, you can't. But uh, this this is a poor game all around. There was just bad play on both sides for both, both teams, teams are bad. all yeah. game. It was just bad play. Like bad drops, bad coverage Bad rushing. <laughs> it was bad. And then it was just a magical moment at the end. 40-second drive. Brady methodically moved it down the field. No panic. No timeouts. But the soft coverage we've spoken about before from the Rams allows you to just hit lads on the sideline and get out bounds and move the ball 15 yards. It's actually yeah. atrocious the way they line up their defense. They're not even giving Donald enough time to get to the quarterback. Because they're playing such soft coverage. It's actually a disgrace. What they're yeah. thinking, yeah. I'll never understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy with the way things are going in Ransville We move on. The <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs win out a tough one against the uh, Tennessee Titans. It was a good, entertaining match. They win a 20-17 to 17. A good Hartford game. The Titans, of course, relying on their rookie QB to get it done, and he was not able to do so, leaning hard on Derrick Henry. And then we finished off things on Monday night. The Baltimore Ravens getting the win on the road in New Orleans twenty seven to thirteen. Ah the Saints are uh the Saints are also a poor a poor outfit.
1: Yeah, uh the Saints basically offered up nothing uh, in this game, I felt like. The Rams were, or the Ravens were, basically in control the entire time. Now, the Ravens added a key piece in in defense, in my opinion, Roquan Smiths, one of the, if not the best linebacker in the league. They added him on the trade deadline day, and that shore up their run stopping. And you know, I was on show the other night. Camaro was not able to do anything
0: at all. Yeah, indeed. Alrighty, um. There wasn't too much in the way of injuries over the past uh, uh, fortnight. A couple of guys like um, Rashad Bateman went to Ior Michael Thomas went to Nior after not really playing much this season. Uh, who else you got on the injury front?
1: Yeah, otherwise people are just kind of getting nicked up. We're kind of, look, we're halfway through the season now. Players are going to be picking up knocks here and there. Lads, in particular, you need to be looking out for the likes of Matt Statford. Josh Allen is day-to-day at the moment. Um, still no clarification whether he'll play at the weekend. They're playing the Vikings. But, yeah, you just kind of need to keep an eye. There's lads kind of just being held out and maybe not taking as much snaps. We mentioned Derek Henry there. Uh, the Titans lean on him a lot. He was very sore after last week's game. So he didn't get as many carries this week. There's, there's lots of running backs around the league who are just dipping a little bit in their usage. Um just uh, trying to rest their bodies and to get lads are just getting beat up. It's just that time of year.
0: Indeed. Indeed. All right. Let's have a look at the week eight and week nine Balls Deep Dynasty rundowns. Uh. So rather than going through a full report on week eight, we're just going to look at the matchups. Some really good games in here. None more so than the high scoring duel between my fear boners and the champions. Mediocre football team. It was a tough one here, but the fear boners take the win. 167 plays 161. Some high scoring affair there. Uh, Again, one of these scenarios where Adam plays almost anyone else in the league, he gets a victory. uh, And it's kind of been the way of his season up to this point.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been the story of Adam's season. Um, You know, to my chagrin, uh, he's in my division and I'm enjoying seeing him lose weekly. (laughs) Sorry, Adam.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, also in your division is Aina's uh, rebuilding Progress. They came out uh, with another poor effort in Week 8, getting to just 79.16 points. They're blown away by Cup My Balls, who take their fifth win of the season, 145. A huge 65-point margin of error. Tough, tough watching for Aina for yet another week.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Tough watching, all right. But uh, look, Kevin's getting it together now. And he's, putting in, he's putting together a nice little season. Um, he's going to be knocking about at the end of the year.
0: And he's going to be a tough ask for anyone to beat. Indeed. You yourself were on a bit of a run leading into week eight and came unstuck as you hit uh, into the buzz zone. I was delving at the Chipmunks a 154 to 134 victory uh, for the Chipmunks, putting them at seven and one through eight and you um, at 5-3, and three, but still clear in your division.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, just basically being helped by everyone else in my division losing, but I uh, didn't really expect to win this one. Uh, queenie has been on fire all year, and it was always going to be a big ask for my House of Cards garbage
0: team. Indeed, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I don't know, if- And then uh, uh, we had a matchup between That's So Ravens and the Human Beings. The Human Beings put up 157 points and still get blown away because That's So Ravens become the first team this season to eclipse the 200-point mark, 206.90. You know, that was CMC's glory day for... uh, for San Francisco, I've got him nearly 40 points. Devin Duvenay, Tony Pollard at 33. It's kind of hard uh, It's hard to deal with
1: that. Yeah, for sure. But look, uh, Green's been another one, kind of been in hard luck a lot of weeks this year. Uh, has five losses on his record. And, you know, at least three, if not four of those, he's putting up huge numbers and, you know, just kind of running into it. Uh, he's just been in a bit of hard luck. But, uh, Look, there's, that's how it goes and uh, a huge day from Stephen. Fair play.
0: That's it. It was also a big day for the walking jinx who shook off uh, weeks of turmoil and uh, put up 173 points to obliterate Ben's QB anti-vax by 53 or 52 and a half. Uh, big win for Keane. He needed one.
1: Yeah, uh, Keane was kind of on the slip there and look, he's steadying the ship a small bit. Yeah. Um, As you said, big wicket for him. And, you know, it's going to keep him in the mix. Absolutely.
0: And finally, Kenneth's Killers suffered their fourth loss in a row. Got to 101 points. But Nick Cage's bunnies, uh, usually up uh, plus 150, uh, 127.5, did it for them this week.
1: Yeah, look, Giron's really been... uh, just on the downer the last uh, number of weeks. um, Hasn't been able to get it together. has been getting some injuries. Bye weeks are kind of killing him a little bit at times. But, uh, you know, he never really did anything to change the scenario. And, you know, he's kind of stuck at the minute. And, you know, Ross was able to just take
0: advantage. That's it. So moving on to week nine, our game of the week was a surprisingly high-scoring affair between two old foes kicking the squibs. And QB Antivax, a grudge match of previous years, saw these teams enter this week's action, having endured different fortunes up to this point. There was a full range of scoring in this one. QB Antivax had Mixon hit a season-best 55.1 points. Kicking the Squibs answered back in Subway with Justin Fields putting up 42.72. QB Andy Vaxa, Komet hit the 20s with Cousin McLaurin and Fant hitting double figures. Kicking the Squibs again answered with Jefferson in the 20s with Mooney, Ertz and Hawkinson in the teens. Each then had their duds contribute on Sunday. But we headed to Monday night, kicking the Squibs clear by 17.7 points with Alvin Kamara to see it out. They were on as QB Antivax only had Kenyon Drake and the Ravens D to play. But it would be the Ravens that balled out. And 34.9 points for QB Antivax from Drake in the defense. And only 9.2 for Kamara. QB Antivax get an unlikely win by 8 points. And they improve to 3-6 on the season with the week's top score kicking the squibs. I've seen their streak come to a shuddering end with two losses on their own now and drop to five and four, albeit putting up the second highest score of the week. Always a tough loss with a big score.
1: Um, hold on a second. Let's just rewind for one minute. There's no grudge matches here. This is a nice friendly
0: game between me and my friend Ben. Yeah, I know that. I said it, it was a grudge match of previous years. Yeah, <laughs> I, know I know it's, it's all, all love. I know it's all love. It's all love, me and Ben. It's all love. Our relationship has developed.
1: <laughs> no, look, I ran into it there. Um, obviously, Mixon had the uh, the huge day. Uh, Justin Fields uh, tried to keep me in it. Um, and as we alluded to earlier, the, the Ravens defense just shut down Camara. He did very little. And even without the receptions, he would have done even less. Uh, and Kane Drake goes off again with no other running backs in the backfield in in Baltimore. No, oh, nice win for Ben. Uh, he needed it, uh, probably a little more than I did anyway. So uh, good for you, Ben. Well done. That's it.
0: That's it. Ooh, nice, nice and friendly. We're friends. <sighs> yeah, that's it. Well, both teams at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the league would pull out a victory this week. Rebuilding Progress finally put it together and handed out a 50-plus point beatdown of the Walking James after their huge week 8. Rebuilding Progress saw Adams explode for 36.6 points after a week 8 dud. Jackson, Pierce, Gibson, Olave, Samuel and Carr would all hit double digits and a very solid score of 148.28 points was obtained. There was another pitiful response from the dark horses of the early season. Tyreek Hill got in the 20s, Murray, Hurts, and Hopkins in the teens. But then the wheels came off. Jackson, Montgomery, Ingram, Pittman, and not a disease, MVS would combine for just 20.2 points between them. Yuck! And that was topped off by a minus four point effort. From the Bears defense, woof, not rawr. Another week below 100 points leads to a record of four and five after nine for the Jinx. Not quite out of playoff contention, but a couple of massive weeks ahead. Rebuilding progress showing face this week to improve to two and seven on the season. A run of the table is required to even dream of a playoff spot at this point. He can do it. He can do it. It can be done. It can be done.
1: I believe in him. <laughs> this is the building platform he was looking for. He even left lots of points on the bench, like Slyly fixing and I can win with. and I'd still leave Metcalf on the bench. I don't need Metcalf. I don't need Michael Carter who scores touchdowns now on a weekly basis. They just ride the bench and I just pick up the Ws. I like the style of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ana put it best himself in the group chat. Keen, it's just mortifying for you to lose to a team that was 1-7. It's just mortifying. I think Ana put it
0: best. Uh, it happens, it happens, it happens. Well, Game 3 so two teams entering Week 9. With 7 and 1 records and spoiler alert, both were beaten in week 9. Game 3 was the sluggiest matchup between That's O Ravens and Nick Cage's Bunnies, where the winner would eke out a 3.4 point win while only scoring 105.4 points total on the week. That team was That's O Ravens. Cup and the Patriots D combined for points between them, and this would almost be 50% of the week's scoring on the weekend. Jacobs and Dalton got to 11 points each, while all other positions would be in single digits. The response from Nick Cage's Bunnies was surprisingly subdued after multiple weeks of high scoring. Kelsey just about reached 20, Rogers, Mostert and Goff all in double digits... But again, single scoring games will be seen from Jones, Boyd, Thielen, Tanyan, Renfro and the Raiders D. That's so Ravens claim a vital win on a down week, and they sit five and four through nine and well in playoff contention. Nick Cage's bunnies see their second blemish of the season, but still hold a two game lead top their division on seven and two. Big win for uh,
1: for Stephen here. Yeah, big win for sure. Um, as you alluded to, this being a bit of a slugfest. A lot of key guys on both teams here on bye, which led to an unusual low scoring uh, game from both of these teams. You know, Stephen and Ross have been uh, pretty big scorers all year. Um, but uh, look, the likes of, uh, you know, CMC, Pollard, Nick Chubb all on by this week, not uh, not helping their causes. But, yeah, a big one for Stephen in his bid to stay in the playoff race. Ross probably going to be okay just dropping the game, but I uh, wouldn't want to drop too many more just in case. There's, there's a few teams starting to
0: nib out his heels now. Darius said it. Darius said it. One of them is in this game. It was a less close game for the other seven on one side. Dalvin and the Chipmunks as they ran into the buzzsaw. That was the fear boners. Dalvin and the Chipmunks again saw multiple high scoring weeks previously but were held to just 105.54 points this week. Burrow, Connor, Diggs, Palmer and Moore would all hit double figures but none would make it into the 20s. Duds from Foreman, Everett, Burkhead, Jones and the Dolphins D... Would all contribute to the low scoring output. The Fear Boners would have no such trouble. Only Robinson, Singletary, and the Vikings D would fail to get going. Allen, Etienne, and Goddard would all see twenty-four points or better. Fournette, Brown, Carter, and Mills all kicked in double scores, and an easy forty-six point victory ensued in a game that they had to have. Dalvin and the Chipmunks end the week. At seven and two, but their advantage cut to just one game in the division. The fair bowlers moved to five and four off the back of two straight wins, looking to make a push to the playoff party.
1: Yeah, nice win for you. Nice win. Uh, particularly impressive uh, was Travis Etienne. Really getting that. Really getting going now, uh, since he became the number one. Robinson moved away. The trade deadline. It was nice to see him get be hugely involved. Like he twenty eight carries and another yeah. two catches. Yeah. Like thirty touches a game is gonna be great for anyone. If you have a running back getting thirty yeah. touches a game, he's gonna be glass.
0: Yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, and and, and similarly to Stephen, it was one that uh that I had to win, you know, and uh, and one that uh, Quinny could probably afford to lose, you know, so. Uh, Yeah, delighted, delighted to get get, get those last two two wins, sir. Yeah. Well, Game 5 saw the matchup between Cup My Balls and Kennan's Killers. Cup My Balls have come into the league this year and quietly put together a fantastic first eight weeks. Week 9 would end up no different despite some odd scoring. Walker reached 27.9 points. Juju, Cook, Sanders, and Godwin are in the teens but then had duds from Dobbs, Bengals, Hurst, Evans and Ellinger and would leave them with a reachable score of 117.62 points. However, it was another week where Kenna's killers couldn't get it going, as it was another week without Taylor Swift. Well, some Swift, no Taylor. While Brady, Higgins and Otten hit double figures. And Tua topped out at 23.08 points. Too many duds again from Eagles, D, Jackson, Lightley, Anderson, Huntley. And the mentioned Swift. It would lead to a score of just 101.8 points. And a 16.5 point loss. His fifth on the bounce. After a 3-1 and start. Taylor has... Since been put on the trade block, as Mr. Ken has grown tired of the combo not being on the field, as much as I have grown tired of including Taylor Swift numbers in my rundowns. (laughs) But we both both need to just shake it off and carry on. Get us killers three and... (laughs) <laughs> get killer, three and six on the year and seeing their playoff hopes quickly evaporate cut my ball sneaky now six and three one game off the division lead and firmly in the playoff picture yeah
1: yeah the slip just continues for kieran and um look as we said uh, alluded to already kevin having a nice little uh putting a nice little few weeks together uh Really, uh, making himself stand out, and you know he's he's right behind Quinny now in the division, and could go anywhere. It's you get these close, when you get this close now in your division, the last the last couple of weeks when you're playing those individual ties, could uh make all the difference. Uh, if you need to keep winning, uh, you know Quinny dropped this week, Kevin picked up another win. It's nice, it's nice. Uh, Kieran needs to find a way to turn around um, I'm not winning to uh, to make things worse but uh, if they himself and Adam keep losing I won't need to win again <laughs> to, to make the playoffs so the division That's is there for it. the it's taken the division it. is there
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah well maybe he'll get some traction on uh, Jonathan Taylor before the trade deadline alright let's look ahead to week number 10 <laughs> Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Week number 10 brings us to just two more interdivisional matchups before we're back into the in-divisional matchups for the final three weeks. So here we go. Five weeks to go in the regular season before playoffs. It is now or never for a lot of teams in the league and we got some doozies this week none more so than 2 7 and 2 teams going head to head tasty someone is going to come out of this uh week on a two game losing streak will it be Quinny? will it be ross scheduled 50-50 right now oh it's going to be juicy <laughs> Another big game on the week. sees the five and four. Division leaders kicking the squibs. Take on the six. Six and three. Cut my balls. In what is another big game for both. (laughs) Elsewhere. We've got a couple of matchups of teams outside of the playoff spots. This one is a must-have. It's a must-have for the human beings or Kenneth's killers. If killers lose this one, they're probably toast. If human beings lose this one, they could also be toast. Yeah. A difficult, difficult yeah. game. Similarly, the champion mediocre football team on 3-6 take on the 4-5 and five walking jigs. Both teams need to have this one to have any playoff uh, uh, hopes. Go on, Keen. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. <laughs> Elsewhere, we've got a pair of five and four teams. First one up, that's so Ravens. They take on bottom side, rebuilding progress. Who are two and seven, and a five and four fear boners take on the next to bottom side. QB Andy Vax who are three and six, wins for. Uh, for myself and Stephen there, would do nicely for both of us to uh, push in, push into those playoff positions. At the expense of those battling it out for the first overall pick. Some juicy, juicy games of Week 10.
1: Yeah, we're getting down to the wire now, you see. There's only five weeks left before we hit the playoffs. And, you know, it's coming down to the business end. And everything matters now. Everyone needs a win. Baron. Maybe Ana <laughs> Yeah, maybe Anna wants true. to lose. Yeah. But look, yeah, down to the business end. Um, I have a hard run in now. The next two weeks, uh, I got Kevin, and then I'm, I think I'm into Ross. Then, so I got a hard run in. So the, the window is open essentially for Adam, Adam and Kieran to, uh, to to get moving. But look everyone has a tricky game there's no there's no walkovers in this league as we've seen over the last couple of weeks Uh, there's been some underdog stories so look there's exciting stuff to come and everyone's gonna need a bit of luck as well
0: that's it absolutely and best of luck to all All alright let's have a look at the if you're not first your last redraft league (laughs) Last. A quick rundown of the scores from week eight. We had my unnecessary roughness just clipped the 200 point mark as they put the fantasy football team to the sword by 35 points. Dalvin and the Chipmunks took an unlikely win against the suckiest bunch of sucks by 14 points. Elsewhere, Stephen's team went even better to 211 points as they beat uh, Aaron's team in a hugely high-scoring game. Aaron's team finishing on 193. You finish on 193, you don't win. That is a tough, tough week. Elsewhere, Adam's hot chub time machine Dispatches Benz by Balzac hurts by 60 points. 166 to 106. And then another huge stomping here. Greens, Mr. Meekseeks and the Destroyers with 199 points. Take out Ross's Steps the way you like it. Who finished on 117. A huge margin of victory. Moving on to week nine. Mr. Meekseeks and the Destroyers got Destroyed. 108 points. My unnecessary roughness came up with 222. 114 point margin of victory. Well we We, were. we have two other teams in the league this week who didn't even get one hundred and fourteen points, so one of them was an Dalvin and the Chipmunks at 107, got taken out by uh Stevens. Uh, Team 134 suckiest bunch of sucks back to winning ways in a big big fashion 196 getting his revenge on Ben this week as Ben finished on 112 Aaron's team also back to winning ways they got 153 against Ross's 119 and a fantasy football team eke out a victory. Of just 2.72 points as they defeated Adam's hot chub time machine. So we look at the tables and the playoff race. Steven. Steven's team and unnecessary roughness are 7-2 and two through 9 weeks. They lead the way. They're a game clear of the sucky bunch of sucks in 6-3. and, six and three, Who are a game clear of staffs the way you like it. Who are 5-4 and four despite being on a 2 game losing streak but they're the only teams in positive figures we've got three teams Aaron's team Mr. Big Seeks and Destroyers and the fantasy football team all four and five Hotchup time machine down and the chipmunks are three and six and my ball Zach hurts, bringing up the rear on two and seven but again it's very tight down there six teams are going to the playoffs two of those teams are currently four and five just two games ahead of Ben in last place. It was all to play for over the coming weeks. Fairly tight on.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, pretty tight. Uh, probably, Stephen, yourself and myself, probably almost guaranteed into the playoffs uh, with the way that the matchups are going to like look over the next couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, another win on the board for all of us would be nice. Um, but yeah, it's definitely tight down it's there's there's a big fight on for basically three playoff spots and any one of maybe seven or eight teams will get them so
0: yeah
1: exciting stuff gotta come down to the wire too so you
0: like you like the party? yeah you do indeed you do indeed okay let's move on to everybody's favorite segment the betting corner who do you like in the afternoon games Well I like the 49ers because they're pure of heart Seattle because they got something to prove And the Raiders because they always cheat And in an extremely suspicious play The Raiders win So last time on two weeks ago You gave us your bets You went cat heavy Some purred Some meowed Yeah. How did but- work out
1: Ah, oh, sure, look, the Bengals just went to pot on the Monday night game against um against the Browns. Uh, I didn't see it coming. I don't think anybody else saw it coming. The Browns were poor, and then they just came out and, like, shellacked them, basically. It was uh, not a good result for us. Not a good result. However, I'm excited for this week. There's some nice ones this week. There's I'm going to give them a double, but there's oh, there's another two I like as well, so... I'm going to even give alternatives this week. It's This could be a feast of, for gamblers this weekend, I think. Well, my double <laughs> this week, both teams are at home. The Raiders at home to the Colts. We alluded to it earlier. The Raiders can put points on the board. They have four games this year that they were up 17 or more points. Now, they only won one of those, but they're playing a bad Colts offense here. Not even sure Jonathan Taylor's gonna be out there with you know with this Erlinger or whatever. It sounds like a beer playing quarterback for them. They just have nothing to offer. Um you know their weapons aren't great, like Pittman's been going missing half the year. Pierce looks like he could be okay, but look, this uh, this quarterback can't get them the ball. I think the Raiders are gonna win this one easy at home and try and right their ship. Uh, so we're gonna take them minus five and a half and I'm gonna double that up with the Pittsburgh Steelers at home to the Saints. Straight to win, don't need to take the points. They're one and a half point underdogs. I'm taking them straight to win. Don't need the one and a half points, I don't think. We'll take the better price at take playing the uh, the money line. and uh, they're coming off a bye, they're getting healthy. TJ Watts gonna be back on defense. In the games he played at, at the start of the season, the first game of the season, they had seven sacks in that game. Since TJ Watt went down, the team has only got eight sacks. So with TJ Watt back, they're going to apply the pressure. Andy Dalton loves pressure in his face. He loves being panicked, and it's just going to be a bad day. The Saints didn't look to offer much. I think they've, they shut down Kamara again, uh, much like the Ravens did. It's gonna be a bad day for the Saints. So, Raiders minus five and a half, Steelers double that up. I am putting my money in there. It's gonna be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, we 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 did say earlier, of course, Frank Reich was uh, was sacked by the Indianapolis Colts. He's been replaced by Jeff Saturday, former center and uh, some community college coach uh but a member of the ring of honor of the uh, indianapolis colts so it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds uh, over the coming weeks but uh, the, the your bets against scenario. the colts your bets against the colts could be a, could be a weekly half year double down uh. oh sorry right. <laughs> yeah they're an easy target at the minute i think
1: but look we'll, well i'll give you some alternatives if you don't like any of those selections A big alternative I like in particular is the Seahawks plus three at Tampa Bay. Now, that game is not in Tampa Bay. It's in Munich, Germany. Have to kick off on Sunday. The only thing that is scaring me away from it is that it's in Munich. Don't know how the teams are going to travel. One might do it better than the other. But I definitely lean plus three on the Seahawks. I mean, I just don't know where they're getting these prices. Um... Tampa are bad. They lost Shaq Barrett, so they cannot rush the passer now. Gino's gonna have time. Kenneth Walker's been looking great, as we alluded to earlier, and it's just gonna be a nice day for the Seahawks. I think. Um, I think it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be probably a fun game uh, for for the local fans in Munich. But I think the Seahawks come out by a touchdown anyway. So I'd be taking them plus three. Even if you wanted to go money line, I wouldn't be afraid of it. And I do like the Bears against uh, at home to the Detroit Lions. Now, there is not a price in petty power for it yet, but I there will be by Sunday. Uh, I like the Bears in the second half more than I like them over the whole game, but I would still bet them the whole game. They're minus three favorites, but if you can get the second half, um, that would be a better bet.
0: Yeah, indeed. And uh, looking at the odds, uh, I, I did mention this to you earlier, it's uh, it's it's a sad state of affairs, or, or they're probably not the right words, but it's, uh, it's funny to see, I suppose, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are 1.5 underdogs at home to the New Orleans Saints, which you would not have been able to get uh, any time over the past 20 years. And even bigger than that, the Green Bay Packers, Five-point underdogs at home Leighton in Lambeau against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, how yeah. times have changed. Yeah, how the mighty have
1: fallen, huh? It's pretty laughable, to be honest. They're just so poor the last couple of weeks,
0: and I don't see them turning it around. Yeah, indeed. Well, my luck of the week two weeks ago was the Patriots to beat the Jets. And I was once again correct. Two weeks on the trot, two weeks in a row. I'm nailing it. You gotta be following me for your betting, uh, your betting updates. I'm giving you my lock of the week. This week is a Stonewall lock. As the Kansas City Chiefs minus nine and a half points against the Jacksonville Jaguars at Arrowhead. I think. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this by at least 10. I, I, I just can't see how the Jags are going to be able to stand with them. They're too good on offense, and, and uh, they're pretty decent on defense. So I'm locking in Kansas City Chiefs at home, minus 9.5 points. Lock. Yeah,
1: I like it, I like it. I like it where it is. If it goes any bigger than 9.5, then I'm out. I don't, if it goes through... So in sports betting, in in the NFL in particular, there are key numbers that if the line moves through them, it takes a lot more money to move through those lines. The the three most prominent key numbers are 3, 7, and 10. So if that line moves through minus 10, I might be staying off it then, but I like it at 9.5. I like it at 9.5. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. As you said, game on in Germany for the first time. Half past two on Sunday. Thursday night's game being tonight's game is the Carolina Panthers hosting the Atlanta Falcons, which on the face of it sounds horrible. Coinciding with a Tinka tropical storm or hurricane in the area. It's going to be tough, tough watching. If you have anyone in fantasy football related to those teams, drop them immediately it's going to be rough start
1: the week
0: uh, and that's it <laughs> yeah absolutely uh but no some some good games over the weekend including that Cowboys at Packers Chargers at 49ers uh yeah it's uh it's looking like another another doozy of a weekend of NFL action
1: yeah some really nice games quite looking forward to it actually um you know we have that early game in in Germany and then Look, I'm looking forward to obviously Bears Lions game. That's obviously in division for me. Bills Vikings is gonna be pretty good. Uh, be interesting to see that Chiefs Jags game. I'm gonna like watching the Steelers coming off that bye. And yeah, as you said, Packers Cowboys, and not your
0: Niners and the Chargers. Uh, all big games. Yeah, indeed. But bigger games in the balls, the dynasty, fantasy football league. So set those lineups. Watch out for those bye weeks. Watch out for those injuries. And, uh, yeah, let's get it on. As you said, business end of the season. Get your suit ready. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. Until next week, thank you very much for tuning in. And we will see you in week 11. Bye-bye.